anything and everything. Do you ever wonder how to? Do you ever wonder why? About anything and everything. Then Doris is your guy. Anything and everything will open your mind. Anything and everything with Doris. Anything and everything with Doris is online. Remember. Remember. Anything and everything with Doris. Hello, everyone, and welcome. You are listening to the Anything and Everything with Doris podcast, and I am your host, Doris. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I hope you're feeling blessed today. I'm getting a lot of emails. Um, people are very concerned right now. They say that Trump should be getting arrested, you know, and some people are going to be real happy about that. Some are going to be sad about it. People are asking me, what do I think about it? What I do think will happen is there will be so-called peaceful protest that will probably turn into rioting. And so as a lot of people that are on the air saying, look, if you go out and you do protesting, just be peaceful. I'm going to tell you the opposite. I'm going to tell you, just don't go protest at all. Because you know there's always going to be somebody in the crowd, whether they want to cause trouble, maybe they mean well, maybe they think that's the only way that the message will get through. Whatever the reason, there will always be someone ready to cause a lot of grief. And then that takes everybody down. Everybody will be involved, whether there's arrest or just looking bad or whatever. So I don't even do protesting. I really don't. When I protest, I do it this way. I get on the air and I say what I have to say. If it's a, a big company, I might also not buy anything from them anymore. I won't support them financially and I'll tell other people why they shouldn't. Like, that's how I protest. I don't go out in the streets and carry signs. I'm just not into it. I don't like crowds. And the one reason I don't like crowds is because there's always someone making it worse. It turns out from a peaceful protest to a riot. You know, so I would say, look, everything that's going to happen is supposed to happen. I'm not going to be upset. It's not going to phase me one bit because I'm going to stay home, mind my business, tell y'all what I think, obviously, but I'm not going to go out and do anything that's going to cause harm to me, my family, any, any of that. So I would just say sit back, don't be fearful, pray for the best. But prepare for the worst. And that's another thing I'm getting questions on is prep, which I know I talked about it before. And now I don't know how much time you have to prepare for whatever's going to happen. Now, what I think will probably happen is we will have some financial distress because as you can see, the banks all over, I mean, this is a global thing, they're falling. So 
even the little guy is it's gonna hurt how bad i don't know now a lot of people are suspecting that oh there's not gonna be any food on the shelves i don't know if i believe that at least in america but what i have seen is being able to go to the store and they don't have a whole lot and you might not have a big choice of what brand you know i see that so of course it's possible that it could get worse and there is no food but what i tend to think will most likely happen is they're going to expect us to hunker down you know like with the you know what in 2020 people had to stay home where i lived we had to stay home for like two weeks we couldn't go anywhere and then when they did let us start going out it was only at a certain time and you could only go to certain places um not everybody could open like walmart could open but a little mom and pop grocery couldn't and then the line would be so long because they would only let so many people in the store and you had to be six feet apart. Like, remember all that? I sort of think that that would happen again. However, I'm preparing for everything. But I've been preparing for this ever since 2020. Once they did that to us, we started preparing. But to be fair... We were somewhat prepared anyway, because where I live, you're always wanting to be prepared because hurricane season is going to come and go, and you don't want to be stranded at home and not be able to go to the store, you know, and I've talked about what we went through with Katrina and Ida, so we know in the South, you have to be prepared. And what my husband and I have done is we've just taken it a step further because of what happened three years ago. So one of the things is you always want to have cash on hand. Now with the banks going under, I hear a lot of people taking all of their money out the bank. I'm not so sure that's a good idea. You could leave the minimum in there of whatever your minimum, you know, like, in one of our banks, we might only have $50 in it all the time. And in another bank, we might have a little bit more. And in everything else, we might have cash on hand. And then when we feel better, we'll go throw the cash back in. You know, stuff like that. We've done things like that before. And if you do that, make sure you have a safe place for cash. Don't keep it in your wallet. Don't keep it in your purse. Don't keep it in an obvious safe in your house. Think about it. I'm not going to tell you what we're doing. We are creative. And that's what I'm going to tell you to do. Get creative. You probably should have already been saving, canning, and hiding food. I had already talked about if every week you got groceries, spend a little extra on being able to stock up so that should have been happening but if you didn't get some extra money together and, and go do it because i think time is i mean it's really close i don't know how close but 
I would be preparing. Another thing is, let's say we do have to stay home, but it's longer than two weeks, about a month. And you start running out of ingredients. Say you, you prepped really well, but there's some ingredients you didn't think about. So now you're out of bread. You need to make bread. You might not have everything you need to make bread, um, like maybe a lot of eggs or something like that. So while you still have the internet working, I would get on there and I'd start looking for how to make bread or how to make uh, this or that with just one, two or three ingredients. And then print those out and put them in a binder. I have a binder for food like that, you know, recipes that you can't just, I've never seen a cookbook and maybe it's out there and I haven't seen it or maybe someone that will think that's a good idea to create one, but I haven't seen a cookbook that teaches you how to make things with the least amount of ingredients. I would call it a survival uh, cookbook and maybe it's out there, I don't know. But I, I'm creating my own. I have a binder. I look up things I need to know. And that type of stuff goes in a certain binder. When it comes to healing, I can't depend on the supplies being at the store. What if I can't get to the store? So we have ingredients to help with broken bones, cuts, bruises, whatever. Um, you, we can make our own salve. What, whatever it is we need, we know we can make it. And those recipes are in a different binder. And it's not just for people. I have things to make for my dogs, my chickens. So if you have livestock of any kind, if you have pets, maybe a cat, whatever, look up those recipes of what to do if your child or your animal has an issue and what can you do at home and what do you need to have in order to do it. Just, just yesterday, one of my turkins packed one of the most sweetest tins I have. She has a hole in her now. And so my husband and I went out there and actually, my son Tyler was there, too. He came. He visited. And we had to use our own stuff because I don't buy I don't buy stuff that has a lot of different um, ingredients. I try to be as organic and health conscious. I don't want a whole bunch of anything. I don't want pesticides in my food. I don't want to use it on my animals, anything like that. So I was able to clean it real good with some saline solution, which by the way, you can make that on your own. And I was able to take just simple ingredients I already had, clean it and treat it. And she's doing really well. Of course, I have to keep watching it, but I'm able to do it on my own without calling a vet or going to the pet store or, or whatever and trying to get those ingredients. I already have it. 
So yeah, have different binders for that. I also have a binder for my garden, you know, on how to do certain things. Certain plants need specialized, you know, different sun. This plant might need six hours of sun. This plant might need 12 hours of sun. This plant might need to be fertilized this way. This one needs that. So I have a garden book as well. Collecting rainwater. It's as long as you still have rain coming in your area, find a way to collect it. If you can't get a barrel, get a whole bunch of little jugs or whatever, collect it. And you can screen it and you can clean it. If you don't want to do that or can't do it or whatever, get a reverse osmosis filter system. If it's right under your sink, Home Depot has them for as little as $199 under $200 and it really works that's what we have if you're blessed enough to have be able to get one for your whole house awesome do it but if you can't just get the one under the kitchen sink and that works then you don't have to continuously buy bottled water what my husband did is he started saving his bottles and refilling them with the reverse osmosis water because it tastes just as good. So that's what he does. He still has bottled water that comes from our reverse osmosis system. Growing a garden, I don't know if you really have a lot of time for that now because it takes a while for things to grow, especially if you're growing from seed. But in my area next weekend, there's an agriculture sale where they're going to have a lot of plants and fruit trees for sale. And it's usually a lot cheaper than your regular stores. So my husband and I will be going there because there are some things that I planted from seed. They still haven't come up yet. So I made a list and I know when I go to this agriculture sale, that's what I'm looking for. I'm going to come home and I'm going to get a bunch of those things I'm looking for and I'm going to plant them. Now I got a head start. Another thing that we do, because a lot of people are like, yeah, but I can't really afford to get it going and blah, blah, blah. Well, I'll tell you what we did. We bit the bullet. There was some money we had in savings. We went out. We bought soil and seeds and whatever we needed. And we started growing things. And what we did with that is as things grew... And we didn't have to buy those things anymore. Like, say, I like to have a salad every day. So, my salads are really simple. This is what I put in them. Lettuce, cucumber, whatever meat that I have. You know, it could be tuna, it could be chicken, whatever. Put that in my salad with some croutons and some dressing. And that's it. That's really basically all I eat. Oh, an egg. I'll put boiled egg in it too. Well, now that we have chickens, I don't have to buy eggs. So that saves me money. I don't have to buy lettuce. Lettuce is about $2 for one head of lettuce where we are. Cucumbers are like 75 cents each. And I usually go through two cucumbers in a week because I like to eat half on each salad. So what's that, about two and a half? Just say two. 
So what are we looking at? Two, three fifty. The croutons a dollar. So about four fifty. Let's just make it an even five dollars a week on salad. I would spend. Now I don't have to do that. I can make my own croutons with bread. I have the chickens. I never have to buy my eggs. And I have lettuce and I have cucumbers. Now growing from seeds, I have. A lot of lettuce, a lot of cucumbers. I take that $5 that I would be spending at the grocery store. And what I do with it, I'll buy more seeds. Or I'll buy more dirt or whatever I need. Whatever I'm no longer buying at the grocery store, that's the money that goes into a different spot. And that goes into the garden and the chickens. And that way... We will always be able to keep growing that stuff. Watermelons. Oh my goodness. Watermelons were $12 a piece last year. Hopefully, all the watermelons we're growing right now are, are going to come up. I know one we lost. But that's going to save a lot of money. That's $12 I can put in that jar to put towards growing more food. You know, it saves money. And so take the money you're saving, put it in a spot to continue to be able to grow your food, whether you need more chicks. You know, you know the money that we save because we do not have to buy eggs. And we have a dozen chickens. We get almost, almost about, I'd say we get like maybe seven dozen a week in eggs sometimes a little more that's a lot of money we saved and we're saving money for our family because of course we don't need that many eggs we give them to family but the money that we save that we don't have to buy eggs we just bought six more little chicks so you see how that's going to give us more food and two of them are broilers, so they're not. We're not going to have them laying. We're going to process them. That's going to be more meat in our freezer. So that's the things that we do to be self-sufficient. And by being self-sufficient, whatever happens out there with the store, the bank, whatever, at least we'll be able to eat. At least we'll have food. And that's the most important thing you can do. Because when they shut, remember in 2020 when they shut things down, you couldn't go anywhere. And then when they opened them up, would they tell you, oh, some places people couldn't buy seeds. They didn't want them to grow food. You know, there were cert only certain things you could buy. You should already be having your seeds, getting your garden growing. Collecting rainwater. Yeah, I know some areas it's illegal to collect rainwater. I don't care. I feel like if it rains, that water touches my property. That's my water. And I'm going to collect it and I'm going to store it. And it's going to be my business. If I don't do it right and I get sick, that's my problem. But I'm not going to have the government telling me, oh, you know, you might not be doing it right. So we're going to save you. It's illegal to collect it. No, no, no. Maybe other people are going to listen to that rule. I will not. I will not. 
If it, whatever is touching my property, that is mine. Rain falls in my, in my property, that's my water. If you want to collect it, don't let the government scare you. Just learn how to do it and how, you know, of course, you're not going to drink it right out of there. Learn how to make it safe for you. Anything that you're going to be doing, gardening, figure out how to make it safe. Now, where we live, we get so many chemtrails. That's why we decided to do a greenhouse. And then the plants that are on the outside, we're shielding them. They can still get sun and they can still get rain, but they cannot, the chemtrails are not going to kill them. We heard from a lot of farmers that this year something's going on with the soil. So you're not going to be too successful planting in the ground. So you might want to have some in raised gardens. So that's something else we're, we're doing. We do have a raised garden. We have stuff in the ground and we have stuff in the greenhouse. So we're, we have a little bit of everything. We're trying a little bit of everything so that we don't lose everything. Whatever works, that's what we'll continue to do. And, you know, it, what, what is working for me may not work for you and vice versa. And it might just be because we live in a different climate. It could just be that the soil that I'm on has more of this or that and yours doesn't. So maybe certain things will grow better here for me until I figure out how to amend my soil. And then the same thing will happen for you. It's not something that you try it, it didn't work, you give up. This is our third or fourth year now, and we're finally getting it down pat. But we still, still, like I said, some seeds did not come up. Was it because of me or was it the seeds? I don't know. But I'm not giving up. I'm going to keep trying. But see, I had a lot of time to do this because we saw ahead of what's happening or what's about to happen. So if we were just now starting out, I'll, we would probably be in trouble. So what I tell you, if you're, you're not very good at it or you're just starting out and you don't know if you're going to be good at it, go to an agricultural sale or go to a garden center or wherever. Get some plants that are already established and then either put them in a raised bed or containers for your patio or your balcony or whatever. I don't care how small of a place you have. You can always find something to grow. Something. They have fruit trees that grow vertically. You can grow apples, vertical apples, and it, it keep them in the pot. So you could have that on your balcony. There's a lot of fruit that will grow that way. You just have to find it and put it on your balcony. Stuff that needs a trellis, you can still grow that on your balcony. Google it, go to the library, talk to somebody that's already doing it. Find out what is it if you couldn't go to the store for a whole month and you needed to eat, what is it you would need to grow them to make your life comfortable? If you're like me and you love salad, figure out 
how you're going to grow some lettuce and cucumbers, tomatoes if you want tomatoes, because you could live on salad for a whole month if you had to, if you ran out of meat or whatever and, and you still had no food, but you grew stuff for a salad, you're not going to starve. I'm not going to tell you you're going to be happy about it. I think you'll be happy that you're not starving. And that way, when things go back to normal, you'll really appreciate going back to getting the stuff you you missed, you know. So that's just think about that. I don't know how much time you have to start anything from seed, but go get some stuff already established. Make room for it. Communication. Cell phones may go down. You may not have access to that. You may not have access to news stations. What if your electricity goes out? Make sure you have a generator, no matter how big or small. Have a decent size. Well, have a generator that can at least do what you need to do. One thing you're going to need to do is keep stuff cold if you live in a very hot climate. So have a generator that can at least run a refrigerator, a radio, you know, have a short wave radio. Believe it or not, I know people that still have CB radios. So if you know people in your area have CB radios and you happen to have one of those old relics sitting in your closet, get it out and try to see if you can get it working just for an emergency. GMRS radios. Those are two-way radios. Now, you could use walkie-talkies, or if you're licensed with a GMRS, you could do that. To get licensed for a GMRS is really simple. All you got to do is pay a fee, and I think we paid $30. might have been less than that, $30, $35, and that's, um, and, and I'm done. It gave me my call letters, and it's simple. And the reason I wanted it was because on the GMRS radio, you can't communicate with other GMRS people, but you can also listen in on ham operators. Now, you can't communicate with them legally, but you can listen to what's going on. Now, I will tell you this. If it's an emergency, I will communicate with a ham operator. I, I will do that in the case of an emergency. But like today, I could listen in on their conversations and know what's going on around me. I just wouldn't be able to legally talk to them. But if the grid is down and I have an emergency, they're not going to say, uh, ma'am, you're not a ham operator. Please get off. No, they're not. They're going to be like, okay, what's going on? What can we do to help you? You know, so that's why I like having a GMRS radio. I did think about becoming a ham operator. I just don't have the time because that takes a lot of studying. I just don't really care about it. So another thing, and I didn't think about this, but someone did point this out to me. Was In fact, there was one of y'all listening to me right now said, what about making sure you have parts and fuel and um, 
other fluids for everything that you run, like say your lawnmower, your car, if you have a tractor, a bicycle, make sure that you can repair those things. Like cars need what transmission fluid, oil, all kinds of things. So that was something that they mentioned, making sure that you have stuff to maintain whatever it is you're going to need. That made my husband and I say, hey, you know what? My car is acting a little funny. Let's go put it in a shop real quick. Let them change out all the fluids. They changed out everything for me. It was about a little over $200. And now my car runs absolutely great. Filled the tank up. I'm ready. I never go anywhere. So I'm, I'm not going to burn any gas. You know, because I, I really, uh, I work and live and shop. Everything I do is right here. But it's ready to go if I need to go. Now, does that mean I'm going to have a bug out bag? Probably not because I don't plan on bugging out. But if things did start to get really bad and I felt like I would have to, then yeah, I know what I would do. I know what I would grab and I would, I would hightail it. One of the things that would probably be your best bet is having a secluded area you could hunker down in. And that's probably going to be the most expensive thing because most people can't pick up and move. Like where I live, I'm not really secluded, but I'm not in the middle of everything. My neighborhood is so tiny. And we chose years ago with our neighbors. We got together and we decided we're not going to put a sign by the road saying the name of our neighborhood. We're not going to do that. We don't want people to know this is a neighborhood. You can come check us out. We decided that years ago. So people going down River Road don't even know we exist. There's really nothing there. People don't even know, unless they know somebody here, they don't even know that this is a place to look at. They have all the other neighborhoods around us have these big old signs. So that's where they would go. If they wanted to bother somebody, rob them, steal them, whatever, that's where they would go. So that's what we did. We took, we made sure we're not going to have a sign. So we are quite secluded. I'm lucky enough to have woods behind my house. So I have a lot of shade if I have to live outside because we lose power or whatever and we don't want to run our generator all day. We do have a really nice oasis. So if you can't hunker down in like a secluded area, try to find something to do to make yourself feel safe and comfortable. If I could move right now, I would find a piece of land that's not on a main highway. You'd have to take a little dirt road nobody would really notice. And you'd have to really go deep, deep in there to find me. Like that's, that's, that would be my choice. And when my husband and I were actually online trying to look for something like that, 
they're all taken. Everybody that has a lot of land, a lot of acreage, but it's on main highways, they're selling their house to go more secluded. People in the neighborhoods, they're getting rid of their houses. They want to be secluded. And then some people that want to stay in the neighborhoods, what they're doing, they're selling the houses that are all electric because they're realizing that their bill is so outrageous. They, they want to have uh, gas included. You know, they don't want to be all electric. I'm noticing that because we are, I, I don't want to say we want to move, but we're considering it only because we would like to have more animals. Like where I live, I can have chickens as long as they don't bother my neighbors. And they don't. Most of my neighbors don't even know I have them the way that we did the run and the coop. It's not even that noticeable. And our chickens aren't loud. But I could not have a rooster because that would bother somebody, including us. You know, the roosters can be loud. So... I like my neighbors and I like to keep friends with them. So, no, I can't have a rooster. Obviously, I don't have room for other animals I would like. That would be the only reason that we move. But then we have to move about an hour and a half to two hours away from all our children. And I don't want to do that either. So, right now, what we're thinking about doing is we're going to stay here. But maybe find a small secluded place that we could always go to if we needed to hide out for a while you know with something like that now if you have a camper or a tent consider that consider um hunkering down in the middle of nowhere for a while and if you can hunt and fish well that's great I mean, that's other options that we can do. You know, my husband included. We, we could do that. I've spent my whole life camping when I was growing up. Every vacation was camping. So those are options that you have that you could do. Some people are like, yeah, but I have kids in school. Well, I don't know. You, It's things you're just going to have to make decisions on. I know a lot of people are now pulling their kids out of school and homeschooling them. So that's not an uh, issue for them. The, the, the schools are teaching things that shouldn't be taught. And parents are getting fed up with it. And so those parents can make those choices. Well, we're going to take our camper or our tent. We're going to go hunker down in the middle of nowhere. And we're going to live off the land and in the water until everything's back to normal. You know, you have those options. Camping in a tent, if you could camp in a tent, you don't need anything. You don't, like in a camper, if you want to run the air and stuff like that, you got to have gas, all that kind of a thing. But if you can really rough it, you could live indefinitely in a tent. So... You know, it's, it's just things like that that you need to think about. There's so many options out there. And there's so much you can do. If you can't get canned goods, consider uh, if you're not growing anything and you can't find canned goods, but maybe you can find some fresh food, whether it's 
at the store or maybe your neighbors have stuff you know I, I don't know maybe you could buy it from them learn to can can things can eggs can milk believe it or not you can do all this stuff I'm learning on how to make things that I didn't know you could make I, I just I guess I knew you could do it I just never thought like how would I do it I just learned the other day how to create my own evaporated milk. I'm like, great, that saves me $2 a pop. Because I think it's what, 12-ounce can is almost 2 bucks. And now I can make 19 pints on the price of one gallon of whole milk, which is about 6 bucks now. $6 for whole milk. But I can get 19 pints of evaporated milk out of that one gallon. And if I don't need that many, I don't have to make that many. But just think if you had that and your neighbor needed it and they couldn't go to the store, you could sell them some or give them some, however you want to do it, but you would have it. And another thing someone had pointed out, if you run out of milk or you know, you lose your refrigeration. What they used to do when they were growing up and they didn't have whole milk in the fridge, they would take the can of evaporated milk and add water to it and use it for cereal and cooking and all that. Yeah, that could be very handy. You know, just stuff to think about. So anyway, that's where I'm going to leave it today. Just don't worry about protesting. Understand that everything's going to happen the way it's supposed to happen. Prepare for the worst and pray for the best. And God will be there for all of us. He'll be there for his people. He'll be there for the earth. He's not going to let anybody destroy the earth. You know he has plans for it. So just keep your nose clean. Stay out of trouble. Stay out of protesting and let God handle it. Thank you for listening and God bless. Don't forget, you can read all the information discussed in our podcast by going to www.yappystudio.blogspot.com. Be sure to check out our show notes below where you can donate to support us, shop at our store, check out our references, and see what else we offer. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Mm -hmm.